What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the From Downtown Podcast. I'm your host, Dahani Joseph, and today we are recapping the Wednesday, October 19th, 2022 games, second day of the NBA season. Some great games, probably headlined by the Pelicans and Nets game. Also, the Knicks and Grizzlies, two both New York teams that just so happen to be my hometown team, but two great games nonetheless, a bunch of great games overall. Dallas, Phoenix, that was a great game. Went down to the wire. A few close games, few blowouts here and there. All of that and more is to be expected early on in the season. But overall, great day of NBA. And we're going to get into all of that right here, right now. Stay tuned. All right, so for the start of the NBA season, I guess the second day of the NBA season in this case, what I plan on doing for the majority of the days of the year, whenever there's a game, do a game recap, break down whatever I find interesting, fascinating, whatever may be key matchups that I watch throughout the game or anything cool that happened, basically, is what we're going to do. So we're going to go through all the games that happened on 10-19-2022. First off, the Orlando Magic versus the Detroit Pistons. Now, these two teams will most likely end up as bottom-dwelling teams in the Eastern Conference, solely just because all of the teams in the East that are above them are stacked. They have veterans. They have all-stars. They have dudes that could fill it up. Not to say that some of these dudes can't fill it up, as we'll get to that in a moment. But these guys aren't really looking to contend right away. You have a guy in Paolo Bancaro, who was the number one pick for Orlando. Kid Cunningham, the number one pick the previous year. Detroit also got Jaden Ivey, number five pick this year. So these guys are so bottom dwellers in the Eastern Conference. Probably have one of the worst records in the league. But you couldn't tell these guys that last night, like they were they were fighting for they were fighting for something real this year. I know it was only game one out of eighty two, but this game went down to the wire. It was pretty competitive. Early on, 28-17, to 17, the first quarter score with Orlando up. You thought Orlando was going to kind of run away with it. But no, Detroit went on a run of their own. 40 points in the second half. That was outstanding. You saw some of the offensive weapons that Detroit has been slowly culminating. Um, Bogdan Bogdanovich with the Bojan, not Bogdan. Bojan Bogdanovich. He ended the game with 24 points. A team high for Detroit. He's a guy that's a veteran on this team over from Utah. And he's showing that, man, he wants to instill a winning culture. And coming over from Utah, who had winning seasons last however many years, and the Rudy Gobert Donovan Mitchell era, he's here to teach something to these young guys. And I think they're going to heed well to what he has to teach. Also, take a look at Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, the freshman-sophomore duo. These guys look like they could be a very legitimate backcourt in the near future. Not 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 in the future, the near future, okay? Hayden ended the game with 18 and 10. Jaden Ivey, rookie debut, 19, 4 assists, 3 rebounds, 
two no excuse me three steals shooting two for four from three a of 15 good as advertised he's athletic he's springy off the bounce he can get his own shot that's what we're looking for in a lead guard another rookie for detroit jalen duran from memphis he was looking like a man amongst boys in there 14 and 10 three blocks on the night he could not be contained by any of the magic players He's a guy that I believe will get that starting lineup start at some point or another. Unless I love Isaiah Stewart, Beef Stew, he's a he's a great dude, great player, great energy energy guy. But Duran just brings something different to the table in terms of athleticism, shot blocking ability. Stewart can get blocks, but he's not the rim protector that Duran is. Stewart had a pretty good game on, on in his own right. 14 points, five rebounds, three assists, hit the biggest three of the night to effectively seal the game for Detroit. It was close coming down the stretch, man, and on the Orlando side, Paolo Bancaro, 27 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 blocks. Filled the stat sheet up. First rookie since LeBron James, the only other rookie besides LeBron to do is Grant Hill, to have 25-5-5 in their rookie debut. Number one pick. Kind of expect these things, but it's just like, damn. He looks like a 5-year, 10-year vet. The way he was playing, we all knew this coming out of Duke. We we knew a policy was wasn't a, one of the polished, most polished players in the league coming in in the draft class outside of Keegan Murray, Franz Wagner, another second year guy, along with Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs really impressed me with his jump shooting, twenty one points, four for six from three. He was he was knocking them down with confidence. That's what I would need to see out of Jalen Suggs, who had a subpar rookie year after coming out of Gonzaga. All the things that he was doing in the NCAA tournament. I thought he was going to be a star. I still think he has star potential. That guard rotation in Orlando is going to get pretty hectic. You have Cole Anthony. Markel Fultz is going to be very competitive. But Jalen Suggs, I think he has the greatest potential out of all of those guys. Going to the next game. We have the Indiana Pacers versus the Washington Wizards. Now, this game was probably on the lower side of priority for me. Despite me being in Washington, D.C., I definitely should be <laughs> taking advantage of all the D.C. things that they have to offer, which I am to a certain extent. But this game ended with the Wizards winning the game. We all understand that Bradley Beal, he's a star in this league. He helped them win 114-107. to 107. The Pacers are young. They're another team that can potentially be towards the bottom half of the Eastern Conference standings, as well as Washington. Let's be let's be frank. Although Bradley Beal, twenty three points, um, Kyle Kuzma as well, showing that he's a versatile scorer. Twenty two and thirteen. Kristaps Porzingis shipped in fifteen points as well. On the Indiana side, Tyrese Halliburton, a young star in the making. I'm a big, big Tyrese Halliburton fan. He's a dude that can potentially be an all star in this league. Twenty six and seven. Three for six from three-point range. Bendik Matherin, the rookie on this squad, 19 points, 46% from the field, 43% three-point range, seven assists as well. Athletic freak. He's a guy that's going to be in the rookie of the year conversation, no doubt about it. Just because he's he's a pure scorer out of Arizona, pure scorer of the highest caliber. He's going to be able to get shots up. You know, on a team where outside of Tyrese and maybe Buddy Hield, who chipped in 16. He's going to be one of the go-to scorers on this squad. And for Indiana, although they might be in the tank race come January, once they see the record is shaping up to where they want to be, 
Tank Reese for Victor Vimiana or Sue Henderson, Matherin's going to get a lot of shots. A lot of shots being able to score whenever he wants. That's just how talented he is. And it'll only improve once he gets stronger, used to NBA defenses and the like. Next game, which may have been one of the most telling games for one of these teams. The New Orleans Pelicans versus Brooklyn Nets. New Orleans came into Brooklyn, and they took flight, man. 130-108 victory. I was not expecting this to be the blowout that it was. New Orleans came out the gate strong. 32 points in the first quarter to Brooklyn's 14. And, man, they just didn't let go of the breaks. Zion Williamson, first full game back, first regular season game back since his injury. 25 points. Nine boards, three assists, four steals, a man amongst boys as always, 11-22 from the field. He just couldn't be contained out there. Brandon Ingram also chipped in 28-7-5. You know what he's capable of on any given night, giving you all-star caliber numbers at that forward position. C.J. McCollum was savvy, vet 21 points, 7-16 for shooting efficiency. wasn't all the way there, but you know what steady leadership he brings to the table. I think that New Orleans is a legitimate threat to be in the Western Conference Finals. I think that they are that talented, that legit, even outside of that big three. Herb Jones, a savvy, smart defender, even though, it's only, even though it's only a second year. He is a live body on defense. He'll get up into you. The three-point shooting you have to work on, but everything else is solid. Jonas Valanciunas, dude has been in the league for a long time now. Veteran guy, 15-13 and 13 last night. He knows how to get it done. They look at the bench. Larry Nance Jr., Najee Marshall, Devontae Grant, Jose Alvarado, Christ the King, Queens, Trey Murphy, who had 16 points. They have a squad, and that's something that's going to it's gonna scare a few teams in the Western Conference come playoff time. They see the New Orleans Pelicans on that docket. It's going to be a scary sight. On the other hand, Brooklyn Nets, I don't expect them to, I don't expect them to have such a poor performance like they did last night. We all understand defensively, last year they had something to work on, which is why they wanted to get Ben Simmons. Well, eh, why they wanted to get Ben Simmons is fast. They wanted to get James Harden out. That was the only trade, but getting Ben Simmons, you expect defensively, that ha- that's something that he's going to improve on. He got fouled out. Minus 26, plus minus 4 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. Now, Ben Simmons is still my defensive player of the year pick. I'm not wavering like some of the people on national airwaves that one game will dictate changing their picks for the awards. No, I still I still believe Ben Simmons will be defensive player of the year. Having said that, bro, you got to step it up. You have to step it up because these are the games you, you're here for. When you're guarding the, the Zion Williamson's of the world, the Brandon Ingram's, the, the Luka Doncic's, these are the guys that you need to guard. That's your sole responsibility on this team. Play defense, playmate. Those are your two responsibilities on this Brooklyn Nets squad. Don't even think about shooting the ball. He shot the ball three times. That is perfectly fine, perfectly reasonable for Ben Simmons' skill set and the skill set of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. You do not need to be a scorer. You need to be a defender and a playmaker. That is all you are here to do. If you cannot do that, man, I don't know what to tell you, Ben Simmons. I really don't. I really don't. Patty Mills slipped in 16 points off the bench. We all know what he brings to the table as a champion. Veteran presence. Rest of the team played relatively quietly. Kyrie Irving, 15 points, 6 for 19, 0 for 6 from three-point range. We all understand that won't happen again. 
you understand how special of a talent Kyrie Irving is offensively, he'll be fine. Durant, 32 points. He, he played up to standard, but didn't get the win. That that was one of the more shocking games to me. Next up, the Atlanta Hawks took on the Houston Rockets. Atlanta, man. This backcourt is legit. I'll tell you what, this backcourt is legit. Trey Young and DeJounte Murray combined for 43 points, 24 assists on the night. If that's not star guard play, star backcourt play, I don't know what is. I mean, you've got your point and shooting guard having double-double. DeJounte Murray tipped in five steals as well on the night. This backcourt is legit. Arguably the best backcourt in the Eastern Conference, potentially in the whole entire NBA. I think they both will be all-stars this year. And when you look at the firepower that Atlanta has, I mean, DeAndre Hunter, 22 points. John Collins, 24 points. Let's see what DeAndre Hunter does this season. If this is his breaking out party, we all know from him coming out from Virginia, he was a 3 and D guy. That was his role. But slowly have to incorporate more shooting, more off the dribble stuff as you evolve in the NBA. I definitely think he's capable. Last night showed it. And if Atlanta wants to be a real threat in the Eastern Conference, they need that wing. They have the guards. They have the big men. They need that one lockdown wing who can also score on the perimeter. That's the one thing they're missing. Bench is solid, too. Oneka Kongwa at a USC second year. He knows how to get it done. Big big presence in the paint. Should block shots, all that. Justin Holiday, Jalen Johnson, Aaron Holiday, and the off the bench, um, A.J. Griffin, Jared Culver. These are real guys on potential playoff teams. On Houston's side, you know, Houston, they're definitely in a rebuilding phase, without a doubt. Probably will end up tanking this year, not honestly, but it was good to see some of the young players get some shine. You saw the third pick overall, Jabari Smith Jr., 17 points, 7 rebounds, solid performance, shot not so well, 3 for 11, 6 for 17. We saw this in Summer League where although he can defend his, his shooting, his sort of went, not necessarily went off the cliff, but, man, it's not the same as it was at college. So he'll need to work on that, but once he gets it back, I'm sure he'll be fine. Jalen Green, 16 points, 7, 21 for 7. Streaky shooter as always, but we know when he gets hot, he can, he can go off scoring bunches, okay? Kevin Porter Jr. just got his contract extension. 21 points, 7 assists, 7 rebounds. If Houston can get that out of Kevin Porter Jr., I think they'll be just fine for the foreseeable future of that contract. It's never been his play. It's always been a temperament. But Kevin Porter Jr., he can play. He has the ball on the string. He can create shots for himself and others. Perfect complimentary guard to Jalen Green. Tari Easton also chipped in 8.7 rebounds. One of my favorite rookies coming in. Summer League, he was awesome. Let's see what he does in the league. Next game up, the Toronto Raptors took on the Cleveland Cavaliers, and they were victorious at Toronto. Now, me personally, I think if the Cavs were at, were at full strength, they would have won. Being very honest, Darius Garland got hurt with an eye injury, left game only four points, three assists. Donovan Mitchell tried to pick up the slack. He ended up with 31 points, nine assists doing exactly what he came to Cleveland to do, to score, right? They were lacking scoring. He brought a powerful scoring punt. If Darius Garland, that will be another formidable backcourt in the East, along with Atlanta. Evan Mobley tipped in 14 points, six rebounds. We want to see more from Evan Mobley. We know he has it on defense. What are you going to bring on offense? J. 
Jared Allen, 13 and 10, solid performance. Teddy Osmond off the bench, 17 points. One thing I don't like looking at the box score here. Isaac, Isaac, Isaac Okoro, I can't talk. Isaac Okoro, zero points? Come on, man. Y'all do better than that. And for Toronto, they had the you know, one of the most well-rounded stats. This is a very well-rounded team in general. 23 from Pascal, 18 from OG, 15 and 7 from Scotty Barnes, 15 from Van Bleet, 19 from Gary Trent Jr. I mean, that's as solid as you get in terms of productivity in that starting five. Doesn't get better than that. Toronto's going to be an interesting team to watch, man. They can easily get around 47, 45, 47 wins this season just off of their style of play, the, their defensive tenacity, their long switchable guys. They have a lot of potential. Next up, Chicago Bulls took on the Miami Heat, and they were victorious, the Chicago Bulls. This this game was solely the the proof that DeMar DeRozan's last year, his MVP campaign, he's not done. <laughs> he's not done. Ended the game with 37 points, 14 and 22 from the field. He was hitting some very Kobe-like shots. I mean, I no disrespect to Lakers Kobe Bryant, but we look at the mid-range mastery that DeRozan has. The triple pump fake, turnaround post fade. Like, he has it all. DeRozan is one of the masters of the mid-range in today's modern NBA, and he put on a full display last game. Also shot two for three from three-point range. We all understand DeRozan is an all-star, one of the best guards slash forwards in the league. Postseason success is what we really knocked him on in terms of being one of the best. But they got the win tonight handily. Lonzo Ball still missing in action. But the injury is something that we're going to have to keep an eye on because there's DeMar DeRozan and Lonzo Ball in that lineup. They're pretty tough to stop. They're one of the best teams in the league last year up until Lonzo got hurt. Let's keep that in perspective. For the Heat, you know, same roster primarily. Jimmy, Jimmy 24, Tyler Hero starting in this. And the starting lineup this game, 23 points. Kyle Lowry had a slow start. Didn't really get going. Two points. Max Struess off the bench had 22 points. These guys are all guys that we know they could play in the playoff series. They're all guys that we want to, you know, see in the potential conference finals, semifinals, conference finals. We know what, we, what they can do. But, man, you just got to really think about it. The Miami Heat are always going to be in that mix always be a tough out. We saw they almost made it to the finals. One Jimmy Butler shot away from making it to the finals. Next up, the New York Knicks took on the Memphis Grizzlies in Memphis. And this game, I was watching the game throughout the entire game. Probably one of the best games of the night. So unexpected. I did not expect it to go to overtime. Especially, like, the Knicks had to climb their way back. They were down a pretty sizable margin going to have. Think about 14, 15 points. And then that third quarter, man, they just rallied. Third or fourth quarter, they just rallied. Memphis sort of took the foot off the gas pedal. Knicks slowly climbed back in it. I think Cam Reddish is the story of that game. He hit some crucial shots, including one that essentially sent it to overtime. He had 22 points. Julius Randle, 24 points as well. 11 rebounds, 6 assists. He got fouled out. The Knicks might have won if he didn't get fouled out because he started hitting shots later in the game. Brunson's slow start ended with 15-9. and nine. Six rebounds. I think the story of the game for me personally, R.J. Barrett had a terrible night. 3 of 18, 0 for 6. Only ended with 11 points. He looked like a guy that really could not get it going. He had a bunch of wide open shots, a bunch of in-close shots. He looked like he couldn't finish out there. 
and that's a problem. This is well, your third year in the league. This is supposed to be your breakout year. What's going on, RJ? What's going on? For Memphis, John Morant's a superstar. We all know that. He, he he's a he's a dude that when when things get tight, he's the go-to guy for this team. Thirty-four nine. Nice contributions from everybody else, though. I mean, Santi Aldama of eighteen points, eleven rebounds. He was knocking down shots, timely shots. Same with Conchar, twelve points, eleven boards. Bain chipped in sixteen points, although not the most efficient, shooting six of twenty-two, three of thirteen. Brandon Clark chipped in eight. Tyus Jones off the bench, one of the best bench point guards I think in the entire association. Man. This Memphis Grizzlies squad easily go back, go to the conference finals this year. They lost in the semis to Golden State. But if they had John Morant, who knows? Maybe they went to the conference final. Maybe they went to the NBA finals. That's how talented this roster is. And mind you, Dylan Brooks and Jaron Jackson Jr. were out last night. This team is scary, man. And young. Young, scary, hungry. These dudes can get it done. Next game, Charlotte Hornets versus San Antonio Spurs. Charlotte took care of the Spurs pretty quickly. This is the 50th anniversary of the San Antonio being in the Spurs. And only the third time that they lost a season opener under Greg Popovich. Uh, nothing too crazy in this game. Lonzo Ball was out due to a left ankle sprain. But Charlotte took care of a team that pretty much has conceded to tanking as soon as the season started, man. Terry Rozier chipped in 24 points. Hayward 20. P.J. Washington 17. Nothing too much to go over in this game. San Antonio's take for Victor Wembanyama. The Phoenix Suns took on the Dallas Mavericks, a rematch of the Western Conference semifinals that ended with Dallas heading to the conference finals to face Golden State. Phoenix was hungry, man. They they were ready to go. They understood what this game meant. It, it was a return to last year around... April, May, they had to get it done. They had to get this victory to say, all right, you beat us before. You punked us before, but we're not letting that happen again. We're not letting that happen. And it was close throughout. This game could have went either way. But Damian Lee from Golden State, now with the Phoenix Suns, there's some big shots down the stretch, 11 points for him. CP3 was not as productive as we want. He's getting older. We all understand that. Six and nine. Devin Booker at 28 points. He was the star that we all know and love. Luka Doncic for the Mavericks, 35 points. Um, the duo of him and Christian Wood. Christian Wood, 25 points off the bench. I wouldn't be surprised to see if Christian Wood started starting for this Dallas team. Combined 60 points. Marlos Spencer Dinwiddie's 15. Reggie Bullock. Tim Hardaway off the bench had nine, but he'll get his legs under him. He'll be just fine. Again, two teams, very dangerous in the Western Conference. Both conferences are very loaded this year. It's going to make for a very interesting season. I will say that. Next up, Portland took on the Kings and were able to defeat the Kings in Sacramento. First game for Damon Lillard back. He had 20 points. Shaky start. I mean, shaky game from the field. 5-18, one of eight from three-point range. Jeremy Grant had one of the better games that I've seen in recent memory. 23 points, eight rebounds. Love to see it. Shaden Sharp off the bench, 12 points, 4 of 16, 3 of 3 from 3-point range. As most people know, I'm a big Shaden Sharp fan. I think he's going to be one of the best players to come out of this draft. 
he needs time, not need time and opportunity. I think that he's going to be special. For the Kings' perspective, you have Sabonis, who's hitting 13, De'Aaron Fox, 33 points. I think those two will be the focal points. No Keegan Murray sighting, unfortunately, but we all know once he gets back, he's the rookie of the year. Heading over west to Utah, north-ish west. I don't know geography. Utah Jazz versus the Denver Nuggets. Utah handily took care of Denver. This game was not the best for the Denver Nuggets. I will say that they're big three. Jokic chipped in 27. Um, Porter had 15. Murray had 12 in his debut in the regular season since his injury. Gordon chipped in 22. But surprisingly, Utah came out firing, man. Colin Sexton, I don't know why he was off the bench this game, but 20 points off the bench. He was going at Jokic in all the pick-and-roll situations possible. He's a dude that I still have faith in. I was a big fan of him at Alabama coming to the league with Cleveland. I think the trade was the right trade, the Donovan Mitchell. But I think Utah can have a potential all-star on their hands with Colin Sexton on that squad. I think that he's that talented, that tenacious of a ball handler, a scorer. He's a guy that can get it done. Final game of the night, Minnesota Timberwolves took on Oklahoma City. Minnesota won 115-108, a little closer than I anticipated it being, solely because OKC should be in full tank mode, just to, especially with Chet Holmgren gone. Like, why not just get Twin Towers, Victor and Chet? That would be pretty pretty crazy if you ask me. But 115-108 was the final score. See that with Minnesota Rudy Gobert, this was his game to really show, all right, I'm back. You can't match me. 23 points, 16 rebounds. Anthony Edwards shipped in 11 points, 4 for 17. Poor shooting night. We all know that won't last. Jaden McDaniels, 19 points. Same with D'Angelo Russell, tipped in 20. Offensively, these guys were good. Defense is what we all were worried about coming into the year. That's why they got Rudy Gobert. And OKC, they put up a fight, man. Hey, Gilgis Alexander, who I think should potentially – demand a trade, and I'm being very honest. He's wasting his talents here in Oklahoma City. I understand they're waiting for draft picks, tanking, but Shea is a dude that can be an all-star on any other team that's trying to win. Shea's not getting the opportunity in OKC, but if he's happy with waiting, then let him be. Josh Giddy, 14 points. That's really all the notable contribution for OKC. They're going to be a team that, if not the bottom of the West, very close to the bottom of the West, 14, 13, 15. One of those spots. They understand that this is a rebuilding stretch for them, not just this year, but potentially next year and the year after. They understand what they're trying to do. Rebuild through the draft, eventually accumulate a bunch of, bunch of talent. With Shea, Josh Giddy, Alex Pokusevsky, Lou Dort, these guys are talented, but they're young. Let them develop. Let them see a winning culture. And, hey, man, I think they can be pretty impressive in a few years. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of the From Downtown Podcast. Make sure you guys rate, leave five stars, share with family and friends. You guys know the drill by now. Second day of the NBA season. Great, great basketball played all around. Tomorrow we got two great games. Um, the Pelicans, excuse me, not the Pelicans, the Bucks and the Sixers take each other on. That's going to be a great game. Potential Eastern Conference Finals matchup there. Clippers, Lakers battle for LA. I suspect the Clippers will win easily. The Lakers solely doesn't really doesn't have enough talent to contend with the big dogs in the West. 
But that's why we play the games, and that's what we're going to see tomorrow. So until then, guys, take care.